I'm Ray Suarez. Welcome back to The Takeaway. All week we've been presenting stories from Youth Build USA, an organization working with disconnected young Americans. Yesterday we had a chat with people from a Youth Build charter school in Philadelphia, figuring out the challenges of training and educating in an urban environment. Today we'll get outside the city to talk about what it's like for young people trying to get ahead in a rural community. I think one of the biggest challenges for young folks coming in is they've really been disconnected. They've been disconnected from a classroom. They're disconnected from the workforce. They're really struggling to get through life every day. And it may have been three or four or six years since they have actually opened up a book and been in a classroom. That's Michelle Farris, program manager for Youth Build North Central in Elkins, West Virginia. Her work in Appalachia brings her in contact with young Americans struggling to meet their basic needs. Sometimes they have medical problems. Sometimes they have dental problems. Their teeth hurt and they can't concentrate. They need eyeglasses. Um, they haven't seen a doctor for a very long time. They're struggling with substance abuse. So we really spend some time up front trying to address those issues and then these young folks start to see success. And they do see success. William Gartman is a current student, and he can attest to YouthBuild's comprehensive approach. When I joined YouthBuild, you know, I knew my family was there all along, and I'm just forever grateful for that. I've really felt the love since day one, and it hasn't faded away since. Michelle Farris explained YouthBuild's success in West Virginia in an area that so often stands as a symbol of America's forgotten rural communities. We have a great community that give them chances. We have a job shadow program. Um, we are what's called a dual track youth build. We have a construction program. We also have a med prep program for the, the young people who do not think they're interested in construction. That's a really growing industry in the small area that we serve. We talked about the Philadelphia program yesterday, and they have their set of challenges. What's different about a rural setting? We cover three counties, three mountain counties, so that's 1,800 square miles. Transportation is a huge drawback for us. We don't have public transportation, so we have a, a contract with Country Road Transit. It's a local transportation company. They pick us up in the morning and pick up our crew and bring them to our doors by 7 a.m. And they come back again at 3 o'clock and deliver those young people back home. William Gartman, was transportation a challenge for you? Uh, yeah, a little bit at first, but YouthBuild got me right into the Country Ridge Transit and got me a bus pass and actually helped me uh, assisted a lot in getting my license. So now I don't have a problem with public transportation, luckily. What brought you to YouthBuild in the first place? What was your situation before they got you signed up? Well, uh, I dropped out of school in 2012, actually, and but both of my brothers graduated the program, and the success that I saw them do led me to believe that I could do great things if I joined the program, too. Wasn't the option there to finish high school? What, what stood in the way of you finishing? Well, th that's one of the problems of the rural areas. For instance, when I was in my uh, algebra class, my algebra teacher didn't really know algebra very well and got a lot of his lessons from Google or YouTube. So that really played a hard role in how I learned algebra and wasn't very well before I entered YouthBuild. Michelle Farris, 
in an area that's surrounding Elkins, well, three counties, the 1,800 square miles you mentioned, there often aren't even enough jobs for the adults in the community. How do you connect young people with work when there's already significant challenge in the local economy? They are excited about getting a job. By the time these young folks leave Youth Build, I think it gives them an edge. They're ready. They have a great work portfolio. They know how to interview. They can ace an interview. We talk a lot about being you know, in the 2% of people who absolutely love the thing they do every day so it doesn't feel like work, and we hope that's what they are pursuing. When I've reported in some of the least populated parts of the country, there's a tension in education and training programs between retaining these now um, better educated, more valuable young people and letting them go. William, is that challenge sort of always in the back of your mind? Uh, yeah, a little bit because uh, in my situation, I want to go to culinary school when I finish up with Youth Build, but there aren't a lot of culinary schools in West Virginia. So, yeah, I feel like Youth Build will do anything in their power to get me to that situation. And they've really, you know, stuck their neck out for me. And even though there may be that tension, I feel like they'll be proud of me no matter where I go as long as I'm successful. Michelle Ferris, is there greater attention to the challenges of places like West Virginia after this election, after all the national debate about places that have been forgotten and left behind? Uh, is it going to be a little easier to do the work that you do because you'll have more allies? We spent a lot of time over the last 12 months doing advocacy calls, asking for our legislators to please not forget us. Joe Manchin, Shelley Moore Capito, Alex Mooney, they have all pledged to support us and keep this program going. Um, there were some uh, threats to cut AmeriCorps. I think that there, was some, there were some cuts, but we still have an AmeriCorps grant, so our young people are able to work toward an educational award. And finally, William, it sounds like uh, you're much more optimistic about the future than if I had uh, caught you right after you quit school. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Youth Build opened a lot of doors for me. They helped me get multiple cer certifications and showed me how to be a young leader in my community. And, you know, I'm very optimistic about the future because I have a lot of experience now and I know how to do things that I didn't before. So I've really discovered my self-value. William Gartman is a current Youth Build North Central student. Good luck to you, William. Thank you. And Michelle Farris is the program manager for Youth Build in Elkins, West Virginia. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Youth Build is working to reach millions of disconnected youth across the country. What steps do you think could help? My name is Michael, and I'm calling from Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Thinking outside the box should not be confined to space exploration and electric cars. Human resources are being wasted, and those are the most precious and promising of all. I work in a library where idle young people come to get resources to take the GED or apply for jobs or complete homework online. But we need to invest in early childhood education and education all the way through college. We need to fund apprenticeship programs for those kids at college for whom is a poor fit. We need to fund service programs that meet national needs and offer job preparation, leadership, and life skills. We need to support our kids as though they are our legacy, because gosh darn it, they are. Do you see the effects of disconnected young people in your town? What should we do about it? Call us at 877-8-MY-TAKE 
or join the conversation on The Takeaway's Facebook page. I'm David Remnick, host of The New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for the New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.